Hey everybody, welcome to episode 41 of Tactical Crouch, competitive Overwatch podcast featuring uh, some of the smartest people in Overwatch and then uh, a singular guy who uh, knows Photoshop. So well, welcome to the show. Uh, if you missed the pre-show today, uh, it was short, but it was sweet and awesome. And it included Yiska singing 99, is it Loft Balloons? Luft balance, yeah. Luft balance. Luft balance. Is that mm -hmm. like how you per properly pronounce it? Help me pronounce this here. Luft balance. Luft balance. Yes, that was very good. Thank yeah. you. Well, my last name is Horstman. It's German for man of the woods. Yes. So they uh, they call me the man of the woods. Is I believe <laughs> <laughs> as I sit cool. in like my LED lit carpeted uh, studio. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Probably very very nature-focused in yeah. your... Very much. In your basically as expensive as a house. You know, uh, so... There, dollar studio. There's something that um, I, I feel like... So I've been married now for a year and a half, and Katie and I have been together for five years. And there are traits of specific persons that you, like, absorb into yourself. And then there are also traits of specific people that... um either they win or you win. <laughs> so, and, and by win, I mean like they just take on that trait from you. So I won <laughs> on a few traits and the traits that I wanted is Katie is now a pretty hardcore gamer. She literally comes home, plays wow all the time. She's addicted to collecting mounts and pets and stuff. It's amazing. I couldn't have asked for more. Uh, and she also, she used to love going outside, hiking, all that kind of stuff, rock climbing, and now she's just an indoor person. So those are the two places where where I went out. Every pretty much everywhere else, I think um, she went out. But uh, yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> fun fun story time. Anyways, uh, hey guys, good to see you. Hey. Of course, myself, Kick Tripod with Volamel and Yiska, big brains. Uh, if you missed the pre-show, anyways. Uh, Yiska saying 99 Luft belongs to, uh, to the whole stream. So yeah, you should go check that out. I don't think we can post it anywhere else. I might try to sneak it in at the end of the audio version. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, um, whispers. <laughs> we'll see if we can make it happen. Other than that though, before we get started, quick housekeeping, Show is supported 100% by our patrons. Not 100% right now, but close to 100% with our next Patreon goal. Uh, if you like the show and want to support, you can do so. It's really easily. Five bucks a month. You get some cool perks. Uh, we're going to be doing two game nights here in July, which we got to get together and do. We're probably going to do one in the next week to 10 days. And then we'll do one at the end of the month as well. Uh, so uh, we're going to be doing a game night, which is going to be awesome. We've got some other perks like a, a Tactical Crouch Discord channel and uh, Yiska's Discord where all the patrons and subs can meet and hang out, ask questions, chat, make fun of everybody else who doesn't have that role, which surprisingly actually is a thing. Otherwise, make sure to follow the show. You can subscribe on Twitch as well. That's also great. And then, yeah, follow us on Twitter at Tactical Crouch. We record live on Tuesdays, 11 a.m. Pacific time. Um, yeah, that's it. News? News. 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 Kooky has retired. 
I'm surprised Yiska doesn't have a uh, song prepared for this one. Mm, I mean, what what would it be? Dude, writing a piece about him retiring, it was really hard to not sound like a dick. Let's be honest. Like, if a player hasn't, like, Cookie has just been there for the most part, right? He had, was an outstanding in MVP. He was an outstanding with Seoul. The outstanding the thing about him was that he spoke the best spoke English, English on that roster. Yeah. And on Valiant, once again, like, the outstanding thing or the abnormal thing or the noteworthy thing was that he started ahead of Casta on Lucia. That's, I, I, I'm sure I'm not being totally fair to his career, and I'm sure he had. Good performances, but man, it's that's what I that's guess. what it'll be known for is you started over Casa on Lucio and your team is bad. Mm. And now they're not. And you've retired. Like I hope he finds, you know, whatever he's looking for, but uh not the most interesting career ever. Pretty uh pretty vapid, pretty boring, pretty non eventful. Not somebody that we're gonna remember, you know, twenty, thirty years down the road, like, oh yeah. You know, the most interesting, no, not at all. One of the most like lackluster players' careers ever. Like, promise had potential. I don't think he ended up where he needed to be. So, that was going to be my next question is I feel like going into Soul Dynasty in season one is kind of like a, it's almost a sign off as, hey, dude, you're, you're on the New York Yankees. And when you're on, when you're a Yankee, Yiska, you're a Yankee. I don't know, like what Real Madrid. It's like, if you get signed to Real Madrid, I guess mm -hmm. that's like the soccer equivalent that I can think of. I don't know. That might be old now. I don't know if like Arsenal's better or something, but you know, once you're signed to the Yankees, no. you're, you're a Yankee, man. You're, you're set for life kind of thing. And I feel like Kuki just kind of never really found that potential there. And that probably could be said about quite a few, uh, season one sold dynasties, but um, yeah, Kuki is just kind of like, I had to double check and be like, Kuki was on the Soul Dynasty in uh, <laughs> season one. So, I don't know. It's going to be missed, though. It's, it, it's always, I think, hard to see kind of the old guard of, you know, the keepers of uh, Korean Overwatch kind of go into Overwatch League and then leave. But speaking of temporary leaves... Uh, Crystal on leave of absence from the spark to real, uh, to visit an ill relative in China. Um, it's not going to be long, not going to be permanent. Wanted to bring that up. No specific thoughts here. Um, but we do probably need to, um, talk about, uh, last week's games. So Atlanta homestand besides the lighting on the analyst desk, Joe, What'd you think about what do you think about the Atlanta home? Oh, you man? know me, me and my lighting fetish. Um, uh, I was pretty underwhelmed going into it and was pretty underwhelmed. I don't know. Um, kind of fell pretty similar. The charge Shanghai game was kind of interesting uh, to see how that kind of uh, shifted out charge possibly on an upswing maybe leading uh, you know you know foreshadowing might you know something that might happen in, in stage four you know maybe they come out you know if there's going to be a big meta shift like with this reported 222 stuff um you know maybe they do well um happy's finally coming into his own and that was really cool but other than that um a lot of 
a lot of brief glimmers of hope from some of these teams. You know, Toronto going against NYXL, that was one of my games to watch. It looked okay sometimes for Toronto, and then it would just kind of fall apart, and they never could kind of catch back into the rhythm. It still felt like a team trying to find their footing. A lot of just very generic problems, bubble timings, ultimate timings. They, they have the style. They, they, they have the roster to be able to beat a team like New York Excelsior. But again, they're, they're still trying to find that team cohesion, that team coordination. Um, a little passive for my taste, especially on control. Um, but all in all, I think there's promise there. I think there's potential. Um, don't know what Florida is doing. Like all in all, like Atlanta was. I'm happy that you know there's butts and seats. That's always good. You know, silver linings. Like yeah, Dallas wasn't a, a you know a, a you know flash in the pan. It was you know there there is some interest in this. The more that we see these events kind of take place, the more it's reinforced that hey, you know there there is there is a want for these live events and there are people willing to come out and dress up and buy merch and, you know, be supportive. So that's always a good sign going into next year. I think that's the biggest thing I took away. I think overall, yes, the games were underwhelming, um, but the actual event itself, I felt like was, was actually really great. I saw tons of people on my timeline having a blast. Um, The production value again, who you got to light the analyst desk better. Holy cow. It's like they're they're in the middle of a forest, children of the corn. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So besides that, though, it felt great. There was some production hiccups, which I don't blame anybody for when you're traveling yeah. around and doing this thing like three it's times typical. a year. I get it. But um, besides that, I was really happy with it. The, the crowd definitely there was something that you definitely noticed and that the crowd loved uh their team and i also i think so you know something that i i put a bet on is that toronto is going to beat atlanta rain uh but you know i did not account for one thing and this was an important thing and probably my oversight is that uh you know defran could show up at any moment in any sort of mascot suit and if that happens that totally uh changes the answer for me you know oh. right because like once the friend is- yeah he comes out in a Phoenix costume and you're, I mean, what are you going to do? What do you do? What, what do you, know, you do? That how do you team, beat that? The team lo- doesn't lose to the Titans. That team doesn't lose to NYXL. They just need to put Defran in a Phoenix suit more often. <laughs> so that, apparently here, here's some leaked uh, information. Apparently he almost threw this into something. I think did they have fireworks or something like when he took the head off. Like that thing apparently almost started burning and it was quite close. That would have been nice. into, like yeah. the lights. I don't know what it was like. Cause I know that like the, the, cause the, he took the, the, the thing off. He must've like thrown it, a, thrown it or something. Yeah. 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 Let me, let me see if I can find uh, the, find the clip. Oh, while the pyro was going. So he all that, that thing almost, caught almost fire. caught fire. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Let's go, Makes- dude. Evacuate the venue. Let's yeah. go, dude. <laughs> you know what they say about yelling "Let's go, dude" in a crowded theater, right, Yiska? Uh, what do they say? Big socks. Yep, that's what they say. Yep. It's a. It's a All, right. All right. Uh, are we going there? Okay. Fair enough. Anyways, uh, yeah, 
It was, I don't know. I really enjoyed the event. I enjoyed watching it. The games again about went how I think we expected to. Yeah. Uh, however, uh, Guangzhou did defeat Shanghai three to one. Anyone call that one? No, that one. I don't think anybody was going to call that. Seeing how they got mollywopped the week before three one by Shanghai, and then turn around immediately and and pop off like that. That was pretty surprising. Um, hard to call. There wasn't much uh, much promise last week and coming into this week. Like, what what really changed? It felt like Happy was more present. They were playing around him a little bit more. Um, I don't. It it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I'm happy about it, but uh, you know, no pun intended. But it was bizarre to say the least to see them flip the script on Shanghai, who are looking good coming into the playoffs, which I'm sure we'll get into, but not a team that you can kind of sleep on. So charge beating them is, is kind of a statement. Yeah. It's also uh, a rematch, right? So it's the second rematch actually that, um, uh, that the, that Shanghai loses this stage. So they had, mm. wait, who was it? That it was, was definitely, Shanghai? No, no, they, it was the second team, and they like basically it's it's quite interesting to see that maybe there's something predictable about their style, or they just don't take their opponents seriously, or it's, there's just a lot of variance day to day in their play style. But let me see. So they they lost against the Valiant initially, mm. and then lost in week one. They won against them, and then lost in week three. And once again, they won in week four, but lost in week five. So maybe there is something going on there that we um, that we need to keep an eye on. Or just, like, in reality, let's be honest, day-to-day level of play, how the team feels, if someone's sick, how, sure, how yeah. does everything click, there are definitely days where you're on and when you're not. Teams like Charge die, live and die by like weirdo performances on some maps, for instance, at the moment. You can be on and off on those. So, or teams figure something out, have a breakthrough because improvement is not a line, right? It's more like a, like a rocky hill. And sometimes you even get worse for a bit because you learn something that isn't, isn't true and isn't helping you win games. And then you get an explosion again. So maybe that's happening. It's just a small sample size, but this. Like we gotta gotta look out for these um, patterns, I think. But I also think that like Charge is a fla- very flexible roster. They have a little bit of their own flair to them. Um, you know, Kibbs kind of sat on the bench. You know, being a, a very flexible player, you have Hotba kind of, you know, building a lot of respect. I think people were kind of uh, over. I don't know. I, I shouldn't say people. I was kind of over the fact that like, oh, Hotba's tracer this, Hotba's tracer that. You know, I it's hard to ignore him when he when he has these kinds of performances. Rio the same way, especially early on in the season, coming in and and having pretty pretty proficient performances on on Hammond, and and showing you know multiple different tanks. Like this, this is a very flexible roster. And now that we're seeing the meta kind of shift on its own before these big changes, this big overhaul comes in, I think that's definitely helped the charge. I shouldn't say help. They're they're pushing the charge in the right direction. 
to find their own style so that it, it isn't just goats because they were never a fantastic goats team they they started early i think people pulled way farther ahead of them that that they didn't really kind of keep up with the middle of the pack but now that things are changing the landscape's shifting a little bit i think the charge have the kind of the ingredients to this new meta um, and, and have it on lock. I, I, I really think they do. I think they're, again, I think they're incredibly flexible. I think you can play a lot of different stuff. It's hard to prepare for them. Um, I don't think there is, is um, as innovative uh, as Chengdu. Ooh, nice if, if that's the, if, if that's the, the, the correct word. Um, cause I don't want to say wacky and wild. Cause I'm kind of over that with, with the hunters. Um, but, but they can be right. They can come out, they can come out and play the Doomfist. They can come out and play, you know, different stuff. They can play standard somber goats. They can play goats. It's not great, but it, gone are the days are the goats mirrors. It's, it's a lot of bunker here, bunker there, double snipers. You know, you finally get to use some of your star players and, and have them come out and, and, um, you know, put out a performance and that, and that's exactly what they did. Yeah. I mean, so I, I do want to ask you guys about the Toronto Defiant. I know we're, we're switching gears slightly, but I will say this. So Toronto went one and seven in map yes. counts over the weekend, and they went oh and seven in this stage. But I have to say, this weekend did not look like an oh and seven team to me. They they looked, uh, you saw Mangachu. Yeah. I thought Mangachu looked really strong. I thought, uh, I, I really thought God's was going to play a little bit better, but still felt like God's was definitely uh, a big factor. Like is, is, are we looking at a defiant ready to turn the corner or are they? I think so. I think given the break and given the, like the proposed like shakeup, I think they'll come into stage four coupled with, you know, a, a pretty easy schedule. Like we can look at that real fast. Um, I know that we've talked about it at kind of ad nauseum before, but you know, the defiant don't have a terribly hard schedule. This next stage, uh, July 26th, they play against Washington. They face London again, somebody who's not been super consistent, but we have to always keep in mind that uh, Tutu Dulac could definitely change that. They, you know, have a ton of star power potential. They're very, very uh, scary team. If uh, things go their way, depends on if that does or not shanghai very much the same way especially with the addition of envy really coming into his own i think Asombra has definitely improved from his days on defiant i think that whole roster looks to be quite quite powerful um philly we'll see what happens with them in 222 things are looking better they have florida soul like it's not terribly hard so do i think that they're going to have another zero and seven stage probably not no um i i think that I don't know exactly where the roster's headed. I don't know if they're going to go fully Western. I don't know if they're going to continue being mixed. Um, but one thing that has remained constant for me is Neko's performance. I, I'm really, really getting, <laughs> and this is going to sound very bizarre. I'm, I'm getting high on Neko so much more than I have been in the past. When you looked at Boston, he was there. But now I think you're starting to see him be a little bit more flexible. He's coming out on the Roadhog. He's coming out on the Ana. He's playing Zenyatta on a team that is 0-7 and, and is a, a giant standout. And I think that's a marker of, of a very talented player, a very skilled player. Um, and that's somebody that they're going to have to build this roster around if they want to succeed. Um, 
And and that's that is a star player right there in my eyes. I think he's really starting to come into his own and and just be a just a standout. The, his performance, especially against NYXL, I thought was really really good. Um, the 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 hook timing with the main tanks, like I him and Yakpong timing, just super on sync. Bionades are on point. Zen performance obviously has always been really good. Like I'm I'm all about Neko. Like. Broy used to talk about him all the time before he was with the Defiant. Was super high on him. Statistics this, blah, blah, blah. Math, I don't know. I don't speak that language, but I, I'm starting to see the light. I He was always like up there with like Aim God, you know, battling back and forth. He's do you know? He's really pulling ahead for me. Trivia time. Do you know who in season one uh, stated that Neko was the most underrated player in Overwatch League? Pretty sure it was you. That's right. That's right. So therefore, because you're saying this now, you're validating what I said. That's exactly how logic works. Yiska can back that up, by the way. So He's a man of logic. He's a man. He, all he does is logic, except when he plays TFT and just tries to throw Ludens on a collie for three hours straight and gets one second place. But besides that... Dang, uh, what? Shade <laughs> Uh, besides that no i i so i totally agree because i did i i felt that neko was a huge piece to boston's success in season one but he never really got like the credit of it because it was just kind mm. of this like you had some uh fragging zenyatas in season one i guess is what you know you had jonak obviously like i i say this all the time and people think that i think that sleepy is as good a zenyata as jonak he's not but he clicks heads pretty well, uh, especially for a team that was middling last season. Yeah. So, uh, Neko, but Neko for me has always been a, a really solid player and kind of un like overall play style is kind of uninspiring. Um, and uh, I just like, I love, I love seeing him get some credit for the type of player that he is because I think he's an sure. amazing player overall. Yeah. But I just, again, he's just like, he's not a POV you want to watch. Right. And, um, that's changing a little bit as you, yeah. you know, have kind of sta stated, which is great, but as, as it should. Yeah. That, definitely somebody that I think that the, the defiant need to push a little bit more to be that, that star player to be their kind of career guy. Um, I think they've got a, a nice, not diamond in the rough. I think people are starting to realize that he is kind of a precious gem that you can kind of hold on to. Um, I think, again, to kind of reiterate back onto the under the point, like it, it, they need time. The amount, you know, on on control against NYXL, the bubble timings, you know, are are just not there you know yakpung's taking way too much damage for no reason but there also are really really good portions where their you know aids timing is really good on booping nene into the team and they get a free pick there and you know they play off of that really well so there is there there is you know these instances of wow okay this is this this looks like an improvement but then you go on to village and you just give NYXL the point for free when you're playing a pressure composition and you're not kind of punishing them as they approach like there there are these it, it, they just need time. I think they just need time to gel to figure out, you know, where they're headed, where you know where everybody is. The synergy. It's it's a, it's such a cop out answer, but I think that's probably the most likely 
situation if that makes sense that it's it's not a matter of skill i don't like when, when you have um this meta is still so much about teamwork in my opinion uh it's much less so than i think the just the strict goats meta you still can have these dm carpe level performances happy performances but i still think it's so much about teamwork um in in toronto flying in new players you know seemingly week up by week it's yeah. going to take them some time to, to figure that stuff out and to to kind of have that you know esp kind of level you know planning and and know where everybody is at all times and know what the game plan is know the win conditions and, and execute on them properly it's, it's going to take some time and i think stage four is a is a great morale boost and hopefully they can even push into wild cards i don't know exactly how likely that is but uh we'll see there's a, there's a chance at least Toronto pushing into wild cards. Yeah, let me look at. Let's so look at the they're 18th right now, seven and fourteen. It's 12 through seventh, right? Who play? Who, who for the plans? Let me look. Let's. See. We're we're looking at this right now. So Let's I know. See. Yeah, seven to twelve. Asuka, first, it should have been changed. Oh, actually, it should not have been. Sorry. Fixed it. Thank you. Direct seeds, and then 7 to 12 are the playing teams. 7 yes. to 12 are the playing teams. So you've got mm, six playing eight teams. 8 to 12, right? No, no, no. 9 to 12. Sorry. Right? Um, Liquipedia says 7. I don't. 9, sure. 10, 11, 12 for plants. Pretty sure. Liquipedia says 7 to 12. Yes. It's top eight, right? For playoffs? I don't know. All right. We're going to figure this out because we can we cannot be wrong on this one. Overwatch. Yes. Wait. League Liquipedia. Overwatch League. Here we go. Season two. Uh, playoffs. Nothing there. Okay. Come on. Come on, look at well, seven to twelve place teams in the standings will also have chance to qualify for the playoffs. But but let me see I thought seven through twelve played for points or for positions seven and eight. That's what I thought. I'm so confused now. I have no yeah, idea. of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm dumb. Yeah, yeah. It has to be seven and eight because seven and eight used to be the thing, and then there's only la two last uh, in there, and it's definitely an A team playoff. So, in order to be this, it, for it to be an eighteen playoff, six need to auto qualify, yeah. and two. Uh, what is definitely the case is that two qualify through the play-ins, and for that to be true, it would need to be seventh to twelfth. Yes, yes. Let the record show on this day, on uh, July 9th, twenty nineteen. John was right. Yiska was wrong. And the universe fell out of balance, and we didn't yeah. know what to do. We did. We didn't even know what to do. like. Do, do do you host now? And then do I provide the analysis? Yeah, is that probably a good idea today? <laughs> <laughs> Free right. scatter brain. All right, fair enough. So yeah. So anyways, seven through twelve, uh, play for a play in for the seventh and eighth seeds there. Yes. Right now. As it looks, the Toronto Defiant are negative 22 
in map differential. 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th are negative, negative 9, or sorry, negative 11 map differential, and they're two wins behind. So they, they've got nine wins and 12 losses versus seven wins and 14 losses, meaning the Toronto Defiant would need to probably go five or five and two or six and one in the next stage mm-hmm. and outpace a good amount of people and do well in map differential and only, um, and, 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 and yeah, and have a strong map differential overall. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, it's, it's a problem, um, for them. Certainly it's an it's outside also- shot, but it also is kind of cool because that means that honestly, cause it's, it's not, they play soul dynasty twice. They play Shanghai dragons, I believe once, uh, there's a lot of these mid tier. I think they play the fusion once as well. There's a lot of these mid tier teams that you need to beat in order to like have any chance mm. anyway in, in stage five. So if they are able to beat them with this two, two, two change, you can make the argument that they've earned it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're, they're stage five. In my opinion, if they win, they do have a few like gimmies. I think they've got a mayhem and a justice map match in there. So for stage four for stage. Uh, yeah. For stage four, I believe. Uh, Washington, week one, London, Shanghai, Philly, Florida, Seoul. Then we've got, yeah. So they've got, they've got justice in Florida again. And they've got mayhem twice or sorry. They've got Florida or no, no, no. Yep. Mayhem twice. Mayhem twice. They've got Seoul twice as well. I believe. Mm, Or did I misread that? Just one Seoul looks like. Yeah, you're right. Soul Dynasty in week three. But by the way, one crazy thing, I'm not sure who made me aware of this, but it is possible. It would have been possible. So the Philadelphia Fusion are four and three at minus three map score, right? Mm-hmm. If they win against the Shanghai Dragons, they would have been, depending on the map score, but somewhere around five and two at a map score of zero. How do you do that, dude? Like, just completely getting smashed when you're getting smashed and then narrowly winning out, of course. But it's still, like, wow. so unheard of in a sense, right? Like, most of the time, you're, like, plus five at the minimum of five, two. Yeah. It's, it's pretty yeah, crazy. Right. Well, like, and if, my- you, if you go back to, like, stage two... It happened. I mean, you had Shanghai at... They made stage playoffs at just an yeah, even yeah, map four and, and then three. Spark- yeah, yeah. Oh, at sure. minus one. Okay. That yeah, and minus one, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that is insane. I think, yeah. I think somebody... There was an article that I was reading um, that mentioned that Spark, I think, is the only team... Granted, in the short Overwatch League history, to only make... The only team to make stage playoffs with a negative map difference. Yeah. No, that's, it, it's pretty I nuts. I that's true, but... Sounds good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's and that's what matters, folks. If it sounds good, <laughs> yeah, that is basically how. Uh, I mean, it's pretty easy how... to see. So, stage three—that's not true. Stage two: Hangzhou Spark negative one. Yes. Shanghai Dragons zero. 
I cannot get over that what Joe just said. Like, if it sounds cool, then it's true. Is that yeah. our modern? That's it's it's actually <laughs> in the in the tactical crouch seal it says if it sounds Dude, good it's true it's like there's the, yeah in philosophy there's like this uh branch of philosophy called epistemology and it's basically it it concerns the source of knowledge so sure. it it looks at what is what we like how we can perceive truths and what are the axioms of of it, right? Mm -hmm. to, to say it's true because it sounds nice, it's revolutionary. You might be the first. That's a completely new sentence. You just made that up. Did I? Very cool. Revolutionized philosophy, right here. <laughs> I think I think that's that's becoming more and more, you know, important. I think you are very aware of this. That if it uh, if it's cool, if it's uh, emotional, if it's dramatic, then it's true. Yeah, to somebody it's true. Not for everybody, but to somebody that is true. That's also how that's, we get more truth. views on our YouTube. Is just exactly. You know, say Atlanta homestand sucks. Whoa. To somebody that's true. Last week. That's they yeah. agree, and it, it that's validation for them. Yep, gets it. All right. Volumel's rule of cool. I like that. I'll make I'll make that shirt. You need to be careful. Don't don't stroke that ego. Three hundred fifty bucks on uh, Patreon, and we'll make that shirt. Volumel's <laughs> rule of cool. It'll be him wearing sunglasses, going like this. Yeah, it'll be great. Anyways, let's talk about the upcoming match. So we do have the playoffs coming up. Yes, I'm interested to see what people have to say about this. Yeah, so uh, playoffs are coming up. They're going to be uh, starting on Thursday, July 11th at 6 p.m. And Friday, July 12th at 6 p.m. Saturday, they're playing at 7 p.m. 7 p.m. PST? Ooh. Yeah, this is all PST, by the way. Ooh, 10 o'clock my is time. That, That's late. Is that, have they normally done that? I don't know. That seems really late. Maybe Seems that's just late. me. I don't remember it being that late. Yeah. And no, then... I think it was it was always late and it was Was it? Oh. I think so. I, yeah. Maybe I'm just not It's not clicking. And then Sunday at 1 p.m. So let's talk about these these top four matches. We're gonna just go right down. Can we talk about how good some of these are? Yeah. Much Dude, better I'm than excited. the Atlanta homestand. Oh, in general, literally, sir. literally two two ends of the pendulum swing. Yeah. So, first, 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 first. The home stands are always going to be kind of weaker because they're in the season. So you have seasonal mindset teams. We have to play for the field. We're not playing specifically for the team. That's where you get your your amazing matches. It's where it's I'm I'm playing Yiska's team, and I know how Yiska's team plays, and I just have to beat them to advance. That's where you get some really cool stuff coming out. That's when you really get to see how good these teams are at preparing, how good the coaching staff mm -hmm. is. That's exciting. That's some cool stuff. The the seasonal stuff, uh, you know, it is what it is. You know, yeah, the, all the maps matter, but do they really though? Like, whatever. Yeah. Head on head. That's that's some fun stuff. It's it's like really the most fun for me is condensed in these stage playoffs, like because the best teams come together. Dude, we've dodged so many big name uh, matches this stage, right? We didn't have Shock Titans. Like, 
The thing is, next stage is actually probably the best stage I'd argue we'd, we ever had in Overwatch League history in terms of the matchups we're getting, if our current power rankings are true. So that's, that's the question. It, that is the big question. Like, if, for instance, if we go to Vancouver Titans, right, they start out with Shanghai, good match, Florida, okay. Then they, uh, Justice, okay, that's, that's all, all. But then the end streak is London, who we can expect to be good in 2-2-2. Two, two, two. Philly, who we can Maybe. expect to be good in 2-2-2. Two, two, two. Maybe. We, uh, week four off. And then the last week in LA on, at the homestand, they have Shock and NYXL. So in terms of that, like Titans has an amazing schedule left. Shock starts out with Seoul Dynasty, then Los Angeles Gladiators, then Shanghai, forget about Dallas, Chengdu, uh, and then Titans and Valiant. So that is a bomb stage, if our current power rankings are true. NYXL, Gladiators, okay, Paris and Chengdu, even though Chengdu in, in 222 might be interesting, then Spark, then Charge in 222. And then they, okay, Boston Uprising, but again, Titans. Like, we have so many big matches in Stage 4 that the it's actually crazy. Like, we were at an all-time low this season in terms of the homestand in, in quality of matches, but we're now exploding into a home streak till the playoffs, basically, every day, every match day, till September, we will have a great match a day. And uh, assuming nothing changes, right? So I, I prof prophesize the golden age of Overwatch. I hope 2 to 2 doesn't uh, cut, cut into that. But I think if there is one this season, then it starts right now, like right this weekend. Hmm. So I agree that on paper, without considering the overall league standings, the quality of match should be really high in stage four, but aren't a lot of teams already all but confirmed for uh, season playoffs? Sure. Does that, do you think uh, we see NYXL 2.0? Uh, obviously, mm. we, we could throw around oh. sandbagging, right? And I, I honestly, like, I have never known a competitive person in the world to play at that high of level who just is like, you know what? We don't need to win, so we're not going to win. I've never known somebody. I, it's very rarely that that's like the correct play. To, yeah, I, I to do it. Yeah. But do you think that there may be a little less overall competition uh, because I these think... teams are? <laughs> All right, Joe. Joe, fine. Sorry. You answer me. Tell me why, dude. I I don't. Th if it was any other situation, then I might agree. I might say, you know, maybe there are going to be teams that phone it in. You know, they've already got their seed. They're kind of they have their direct seed. It doesn't really matter to them where they finish. But because reportedly the game is going to be basically overhauled for this stage, I think they're going to take what they can get in terms of practice and that practice on stage with this new meta, with these new players coming in, because again. These rosters that we're seeing now are built for goats. Yes, we're seeing more diversity in the rosters with you know how the meta is shifting right now. But two 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 is drastic. You're going to see new players being injected into these rosters because teams are going to have to try and figure out what where their where their footing, where their where their style is in this meta, what what the meta is. Um, I think everybody's going to be busting their butt um, to try and figure out what 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 even is Overwatch at this point. 
and I think these match days are going to be just as much practice as you know going home and scrimming for eight hours a day. I think this is going to be really important for them, especially going into the seasonal playoffs. And I think it's I don't think we're going to have too many people uh, sleeping on the job. My my problem with all of this is that we don't have a stage playoff in stage four. Sure. So, like for instance, even if you're I was thinking, okay, so maybe the Mayhem are currently preparing their new players for the new meta, and they're trying to do the Dallas thing that they did. Like, disappointing season, but in mm-hmm. Stage 4 Redemption playoff run. They won't have that opportunity to show up in the playoffs, because there are none, right? So that's that kind of takes the hype away, even though I understand why that had to be, happen. At the same time, yeah, I wish I wish just because playoffs are easily the best format it would have also given us a, a cool primer into the uh, season playoffs because once again we only have seven matches to rate teams right and then we have the play-in tournament where we get a more thorough look at these 7 to 12 spot we don't get, a, get, get uh, an overly thorough look into the power level of these top teams even though as I, we outlined earlier pretty good schedule lucky in that regard probably depending on how these uh, teams uh, shape up in this meta but yeah man i wish we had we had uh, stage players for this just because of these cool redemption arcs that we got last season yeah i totally agree well let's talk about some of these matches here because there's some good ones let's start with outlaws versus titans maybe this one isn't as good but maybe it is. And as always, whenever we are um, getting going, we we need to talk about who we think we are, are going to win. And I, I got to say, dude, I'm sorry. I'm just going to go straight over to the Titans here. I don't even have any sweet analysis for this. I just don't see a world in which the Houston Outlaws can can push the, the uh, Vancouver Titans. Yep. Like if yeah. uh, the Titans came out, uh, who did they show really well? Like if they come out, if the Titans come out in week four and they play the Gladiators close and they can't adapt to Sombra and they haven't shown any adaptation from their loss against Valiant, then I'd be able to give Houston some sort of credit here because they have looked better this stage. Sure. Um, but the Titans come out, they level up, they show to be very proficient on this other style and 4-0 the Gladiators. Um, I think Houston should be complete light work. And uh, yeah, this is 4 And this is kind of the point, right? The, the Titans are uh, second seed and I believe they're, they're uh, yeah, they're Pacific Division. So they, they have the number one seed for their region or, or division. And then NYXL has the number one seed for theirs. So uh, with, with that being said, um, I just don't, I just don't see a world. I don't have, Yiska, any other further analysis on this one or can we just move on? I don't think it will be a blowout. I think it, it won't be close, but I think, uh, it won't, it won't be a be blowout is in one of those close three ones. Yeah, it won't maybe. Be, yeah. Maybe not as close, but I think three one is realistic. Where do you think that, the uh, oh, wait. Are we? What are we playing? True, we're playing best we, of fives. Best of so fives. four. It's it cannot be. It can't be a four. Right? right, it'd be a three zero. So it would be a three zero. Three uh, I think a, a three one. Yeah, that's what's happening. 
I think three one makes most sense. A juicy one. Thanks, Mineral. We always bring you the hot takes here on Tactical Crouch. Let's talk about game two then, because this one, this one I think is, ah, man, is it more interesting or is it not? Shang I think this is way more interesting. Shanghai Dragons coming in at five and two plus five map differential going up against the number one seed NYXL. Seven and oh plus 16 map differential. So, uh, Joe, you think this one's more interesting? Tell us why. When you look at New York's schedule, let's take a look, right? New York's schedule this stage has been pretty easy, right? You start off 3-2 against Houston. That's a bit of a, a head-turner. Then you go and lose a map against Paris. You 4-0 London, which is fair, to be typical. Then you've got dropping two maps to you know to Dallas. You tie against Florida. I'm not sure that New York's going to beat Shanghai. If anything, I'm taking Shanghai in this matchup. I think they're a little bit more defined on what they want to play. New York still, especially in their match against Toronto. They're not playing Sibyolby on Sombra. Why is that? I don't know. They've been, you know, we've heard stirrings that this is this is kind of their style that they're going with. They're, they're rotating people in and out. Is New York, are they, are they confident in what they're doing so far? I don't think so. I don't think that they're, they're figure, I don't think they've figured out who exactly they want to play on Sombra. I think they're still trying to figure out their style. I think Shanghai has a little bit more potential. I think they're a little bit more comfortable on what they're playing with the DPS compositions on control. They're putting DM on snipers. They're putting Ding on Farah. I like that a little bit more than where New York is right now. I think this is going to be a five-game set. It's going to go all the way. I think this is 3-2 Shanghai. All right. Not, not confident, not super confident in Sabiobi yet. Again, he's been improving. I said that last show. I still stick by it. Things have been looking better not better enough that's not a sentence that's not grammatically correct but that's what i said it sounds cool though and that's why it's true not better enough all right yiska <laughs> what about you any hot takes do you go are you taking joe's side here with shanghai dude like i'm i'm all on the train that nyxl is not as good as uh like oh dude it hurt like i put them three in my power rankings I really don't didn't want to. I really no, would. Put, there's no chance they're third. I don't think they're wanted third. to put them fourth. But they're seven and zero. They're not losing against the teams that they get from the schedule. Some of them weren't as terrible. So you can't fault them for that. And but, but their loss, say, they're like their victories are so close dude, sometimes. Like the match against Dallas, I'm I'm confident that at least Sebiolbi. But probably also Manu had the two worst, like those two had the worst matches of their career, at sure. least in the first couple of maps. Unreal bad. Atrocious. So um, it, it, they recovered. I will also say I very much enjoyed their performance against uh, Spitfire. Seemingly those always have great games. And it, there's something, there's a quality when, when two teams play at a at a high level. I think also against NYXL, Spitfire played their best Overwatch in a long time, right? But um, to see NYXL capable of that was uh, was pretty cool to see. 
I'm not going for the hot take. I think it's that's uh that's a three one. Three one New York, you're saying? Yeah. Fair enough. I, I See, I'm, I'm, I don't trust your your New York uh, power rank uh, uh, predictions anymore. Last last time you were like, "Hmm, Yiska hit that valiant one. I gotta try something." Toronto is going to take them, dude. Don't think I didn't I say those. that Toronto was going to take them. I said there was not a, a a not zero chance that Toronto could beat them. I still gave it to New York. I said, this might be a little bit closer. It ended up not being that close. That's fine. Still was correct in saying New York was going to win. Uh, I got I to gotta watch that episode again. Uh, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But it sounds cool that, you pret that I pretended what you said was Toronto was going to win. So yeah. Sound is real, it sounds cool. real cool. You, you basically got that totally wrong. Here we go. That was an uncool <laughs> prediction. You're right. All right. Let's let's look at um let's look at this next one then. Shall we? Oh, oh, oh by the way, I pick NYXL. I'm just not uh <laughs> listen, I'm just not an idiot. Not feeling cool That's today. That's <laughs> but Joe is always right about these things. Soul Dynasty SF Shock. This is uh this is funny. Or this is not funny, but this is a good one here. San Francisco Shock, 5-2. and 23-8, plus 15 map differential. Going up against the Seoul Dynasty, 5-2, 12 map differential. Close one here. Uh, Yiska, I'm going to let you go first here on this one, man. Who you got? Seoul Dynasty, SF Shock. Um... This is hot, man. Like, I think These last put, two are actually really hard. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I put them fifth and sixth in my power ranking. Yeah. So <clears throat> I think Shock are in a bit of an uh, identity crisis. Their old GOATs doesn't work anymore. I don't think it's a, a problem that they can't play DPS. They obviously can. They're super stacked. They still have Strike and, um, and uh, architect locked and loaded. If if anything was to happen, right? And I'm sure one of them also practiced these. Yeah, I find the Baptiste. I don't know. I'm not a fan. And to me, it's it's a way to mask. For me, the one obvious weakness. And I'm not sure how pronounced this will be in the playoffs because I'm hearing hearing different things. But the way Sombra Goats was played and the way. The support line played around Sombra Goats was the Lucio stands back and um, tries to get uh, uh, beat off after the EMP pops. I think Moth is pretty good at this, but the problem really for me has been um, Violet's Ana performance. I, I'm not convinced he can even play that hero to a top level. I haven't seen a top level performance mm. on, on him. Um, I'm not sure if it's necessary to play Ana. Um, but th that has been, or that looked like the obvious weakness for me. I don't want to pin it on the player because there's, of course, a fundamental misunderstanding how to play into Sombra and how to move, how to rotate, and that is certainly also a problem. But if we want to give the people something to hold on to, definitely watch out how much Violet is playing Ana and how he is playing Ana. And if he improved leaps and bounds, well, we now know when Sh why Shock's probably going to do better. If not, we probably know why they fell from grace and aren't the best team in the world anymore. So who wins? 
Um, yeah, right? I'm like, I... Hmm. Ah, yes, sir. Hmm. Hmm. Let me ponder this and stroke my beard. Three, two, I'm going to put this into the ethereal spot I put on my uh, my graphic. <laughs> Thanks. See, so my, my with, with all of that criticism, you still say three, two, shock. Yeah, but because my strategy is to talk as long as possible until you two gentlemen, with your proven-to-be-dodgy memory, forget what your own question was, so I don't have to commit to a, mm. to a series where it's very hard to predict the winner, but I will say 3-2 shot. Three. It boggles me how you can criticize them that entire time. It's easy, Gloss because they were Gloss the best over. Go ahead. team Go ahead. in the world. They were mm -hmm. the best team in the world. And there has to be a reason why they lost now two games this stage. Also against teams you wouldn't expect them and to And that just fixes yet. itself? The, the thing is, dude, Dynasty is like, we're playing a game of die, basically. It's like, oh, yeah. the coaches are in the morning, are like, okay, oh, that's our starting six. Okay, uh, halftime? Okay, uh, yeah, okay, Fisher in. You, oh, no, no, that, what, that was a two? Okay, Michelle, you go in. Okay. That, this is what it looks like. Not, not really, because there's some, some. Uh, there's got to be some the method to the method. Yes. Yeah, but um, yeah. Also, if there is a method to this chaos, I wonder what excluding Fissure from this equation does to their rotations and to the specific play styles. Maybe they. I. I. I have to confess, I haven't kept up with all their rotations and permutations. If yeah, Fisher always can. played with specific people, and these guys would have to relearn to play um, around a new player, so yeah, I, I, I don't, I'm not sure. Certainly, that weighs into the. It, it's it's a little lazy. It's a little narrative focused, right? Fisher, the guy is out, and now we are uh, looking look Marvel. If if anything happens there, but. No, I, I, I think also in general, Soul Dynasty for me are a team that consistently betrays their potential. Whenever you think, oh, the Dynasty, oh, are they coming? Are they top five team? Okay, let's see. Here's the, here's the, uh, the one team that they need to beat, and then we can commit and say, oh, yeah, we, they finally arrived. Nope, always win that, lose that series. Also not close, get absolutely trounced. We're like, okay, wh where are they in this limbo? Like, and that's that's the problem I have with Seoul. Also, notoriously bad in playoff games, other than other than New York game, the New York game. Yes. Yes. All right, Joe. I, All right, wait, do I you mean, disagree? you're swaying me a little bit. Um, I, I like the analysis on Violet. I, I, I definitely take your your word for it. Um, have not been, you know setting him under the microscope but what i have seen from soul is the the antithesis of what you're saying to to shock and that's something that i've always held onto quite heavily is is this flexibility in this metagame at the moment right these last few weeks we've really started to see shifts happen i like i like soul here because they can they've shown that they're a little bit more comfortable playing the dps they're playing snipers here snipers there San Francisco, I feel like, needs to make a, 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 not a roster overhaul, but they have to bring in new people that I don't necessarily think that they'd be comfortable with. Um, I think to Violet's, you know, point, to your point around Violet, I think Seoul still makes up for that. Jae Hong obviously has the, you know, uh, an, an Ana that is timeless. Zenyatta's gotten better. Um, 
not really that big on Marvel myself, but I, I generally feel like Soul's a little bit more flexible here. I think this is another five game set, but I have to give it to Soul specifically just because of these last few weeks and how colorful the metagame has been when you look at the the regular season yes san francisco san francisco comes out body soul no like no questions asked but i think things have changed since then i think soul's gotten better at preparing and i have to i'm gonna give it to them this one's a little bit a little bit hotter i yiska has swayed me a little bit but i still think this is going to be close one five game either way um and i've got soul taking it i've got soul through two yeah, so I, I respect what both of you are saying. I think it's going to be a tie. I think it's just straight. 50-50 tie. They don't go on. Nobody wins. Given that that's not an option, I actually I do think San Francisco wins this. They, they lost their two matches in Stage 4 against the Giant Killer Atlanta Reign and then the Stage Giant Killer in the Houston Outlaws. Right? Both teams who probably out play their better opponents in stage uh, three. Soul still looks good. I mean, they still, I mean, you, you just walk through it. They body, they body London four zero. They barely, sorry. No, I lied to you. Uh, they lost to Atlanta rain and then lost to Chengdu. Um, who is just as much of a giant killer <laughs> probably at this point. Uh, they, they body the uprising. They body the mayhem. Okay. That's not hard to do. Uh, oh, they, they lose to the shot or they lose to the outlaws body soul beat the rain three to two. That's where it was. I, I mean, I don't know. Like I see, I see a team here that looks probably looks fine when, when the match is on the line, I think they look fine. And I don't think that this is anything to be worried about for the shock. I think shock are going to win. And I think they're going to do it three to one. Uh, I don't think it'll be the closest 3-1 in the world, but it won't be like a blowout. Mm-hmm. That's right. All right. Uh, you can go ahead and take that for what it's worth. Match number four, LA Valiant versus the Hangzhou Sparks. I, uh, I didn't know if we would actually ever say that sentence. In the stage yeah. playoff, LA Valiant and Hangzhou yeah. Spark. Yeah, this and... Is- and we're all excited. Yes. Because this is a rematch, man. my dudes. And I know... What happened in the, in the initial round? For those who are like, I don't have week this whole four. schedule memorized. Yeah, they, they, in week four, they played them very close on the 3-2. Arguably yes. Valiant through that match. And um, if you remember on Ilios, they were 0-99, mm-hmm. ult advantage. I, I, I'm like, okay, they won this. Went to the toilet, came back. Somehow, Spark is winning. I had to ask people what happened with the score on the Overwatch League page. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a very good matchup. It's a matchup between two the two most improved teams so far this season, I would say. Um, it's also a matchup that I know both teams are invested in. Like, okay, here's, here's the thing, right? It would be very easy to, for Valiant to say at this point, okay, we don't really care about these stage playoffs. Um, we want to con- commit to 2-2-2. Two, two, two. It's very important that we have a bomb stage 4 so we get into these play-ins, secure them, even though they are already in reach, but they also don't have the easiest schedule. So, okay, let's take this time for the stage playoffs. We show up, 
but we we practice mostly two two two. That would be a reasonable decision. I don't think anyone would be mad at that because season playoffs are considered to be by most the biggest thing uh, in, in Overwatch. Also, additional exposure through the playing tournament. Now that's not what they're doing. Like I I have an in, a feature interview and I can tell you the head coach. So packing interim head coach at, at the moment. He and I'm I, I don't have the perfect quote but he basically said his goal is to win everything from this point he doesn't like he they are full out go all out going on stage three they want to get into the play-ins and they want to win the overwatch league that's what they're committing to at this point as opposed so, to just trying to get into the play-ins and ignoring stage three sure i mean Personally, I hope that most coaches are hoping to win out here, I guess. But I get I respect that. Right. And, and coming from a team who uh, I don't know the exact uh, the exact record prior to this stage. This is being really stopping great. It's been oh, and seven. Oh, promise is actually in the chat. Uh, the assistant coach for the and promise is saying we aim for the win and nothing else. There it is. So, yeah. Bet, bet you didn't expect to just be thrown on the air like that. Hopefully, you can yeah. stand by that text because it's now public and everywhere. Yep. Hey, man. And that's that's that that's that competitor's mentality. You know, it's it's very uh, logical for everybody to be like, oh, well, that you know, why yeah. would you why would you want to show up to work that day when you know you've already got your paycheck? Why why bother? You know, but that's not. Amen. What they're paid to do, yeah. they're paid to win. We actually they, say they're, that they're every every time we go live with the show, we're like, <laughs> Patreons have already patrons have already been charged. Yeah, why do a show? Sure. Here's here's a here's a cool <laughs> thought though. It, there's there's a, a, a thought experiment called the prisoners experiment or the yeah prisoners thought experiment and they I, i'm not in, going to explain the entirety of the experiment but basically the but what it says is that the rational answer isn't always always going to be the one that gives you the best results mm -hmm. sometimes the irrational answer is the best one right so for instance okay let's let's make something up for instance we could say okay we let's say for the sake of the argument we could perfectly prove that there is no god and religion is dumb but it could still be good to believe in a god because yeah. it would force you to have good habits show up have like these in introspective moments and whatnot to uh help others have like a an incentive in in believing in, in something Moral else framework you know skeleton for how to live your life yeah yeah, yeah. so in in that sense, maybe that's the same thing here, right? Sure. Maybe this mentality, while one could argue bone dry rationally, is not the best one to maximize season value, is maybe the best approach in order to also get into the planes. Because the mentality you transport to the players, to uh, the, the culture that you build on, the, the pursuit of excellence, maybe that's, that's actually the most rational thing to do. I mean, <laughs> chat's chat's a, chat got a little lost. I'm not gonna lie. But Yeska, who wins? Who uh, wins, Yeska? Like that's that's I, what I'll we want to know. Yiska. I'll speak for I you, chat. Wins. I know what you want. Let me I, let me just. Rip, we're gonna, 
Hey, Yisko, who wins this match? Let me tell you about a thing called the Prisoner's Dilemma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just goes, Don't gish gallop me. Oh, yeah. So who's going to win, oh. Yiska? Valiant. And, oh. and Valiant makes it to the final. Ooh. We're similar, but different sides of the coin. Yeah. All right, Joe. I've got Spark winning and Spark making it to the final. Ooh. Uh, okay. I So I actually... <laughs> For me personally, I do have the Valiant winning, but I don't have them making the final. Sorry, dudes. Fair I, enough. Listen, I, I like I probably. I just love an underdog story so much. I, it probably shades my my ability to accurately uh, posture the Valiant in in this match. But I just like I'm all Valiant, man. I want to see it happen. I think that they're gonna do well. I don't see them going to the grand final. Sorry, uh, promise. You can uh, write your angry emails to on Twitter to at Yiska out. That'd be great. All right. I said Valiant. The so who says, do you get? Yeah. Who do you think wins? Who do you think wins stage three? Yeah, we have to talk three. about that. Playoffs, oh. stage three. Wait, what's the other side of the bracket again? So your bracket would look like... I think it's Titans then. I think the way it shakes out is Valiant beats Hangzhou, beats NYXL, gets into the final, Titans on the other branch, Titans wins. I think that's how it shakes out. Yeah, Yeah, probably, huh? Stage five. I've got Titans over Shanghai in in the semifinal. And then Spark over Soul in the other semi, and then Titans over Spark in the final. So hold hold on here, Joe. You had Dragons over NYXL. Yes. And then I have the Titans beating the Dragons. Titans beating the Dragons, and yep. then you have. And then I had Soul advancing from Soul Shock, and then I have Spark advancing from Spark Valiant. So that sets up uh, Soul Dynasty versus Hung Zhao in the bottom uh, semifinal. And then I have Spark advancing from that. So I have Titans Spark as my final, which Titans bit, uh, win. Bit. Yeah. And so for those who are wondering, why is Joe making this so complicated? Uh, the uh, There is a reseeding round in semifinals. Oh, true. I didn't even think of that. Oh, this could be very different. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, I thought you were accounting for that. Doesn't your... No, I always forget about that. No, I don't think... Mine definitely has it. It might be different. So there's a reseeding in the semifinals where essentially the top seed Mm. plays the bottom seed and the second seed plays the third seed. So uh, that changes things and let it be known that... I think John Kick Tripod, the idiot horseman, had called that out. So... Yeah, I think mine stay the same. A dream. So, okay, Dream. I'm glad you and I are on the same page. I thought he was accounting for reseeding when he was talking for so long, but apparently not. I am a blockhead. I always forget that, that that's what they do. Yiska and Joe are blockheads. Can, like, like, I will wear that proudly. Sorry, I'm, that, I'm that pretty much here. out of it today. Like, I, I'm handling like it's 10 that, different we're, dude, things. We're kind, of, we're kind of doing our thing today, right? <laughs> like, it's, it was. It looks cool. Maybe that's why yeah. it's true. Yeah, I th- I still think mine are 
fine. Titans. I think are the I think you were seed. reseeds. So t- Titans and and what Shanghai are. Yeah, that would be the highest seed. They get Shanghai anyways, and then it doesn't matter for the second one, right? Am I chat? Caster that's Mathalo? why. That's why I thought you were doing the reseeding because I was doing no. it in my head. And I was like, <laughs> I think that that's right. <laughs> I think it's right, but I definitely wasn't accounting for that when I was drawing right. it. So Yiska. Any, yeah. any, so, so with, with rem- remembering the, uh, Yiska, or what, sorry, <laughs> ser- ser- clearly I can speak right now with remembering the reseeding here. Uh, do you still like, who do you, who do you think has okay. it going in? So help me here. Right. So first match was Houston um, Titans, Houston Titans, Houston Titans, Titans wins, wins is the highest right. seed. Yep. New York wins. Uh, they are the highest seed in the competition, right? So they're second highest. Yeah, they go second, down to the lower yeah, bracket. Yes. Yes. So Dynasty then versus Shock. I said Shock wins. Okay. They so they're fourth. fourth. They're fourth, so they're technically higher, right? So so higher, well, we, we have no, to. Well, they're fourth, and then, and then you have Valiant. Right, Valiant would be six, so Valiant would move up to the upper bracket, right? So you have and Titans, would play Valiant. Ti- yeah, Titans, Titans, Valiant would be your upper bracket, Ooh. and then lower would be uh, Shock and Wexel. Yeah, I, if I'm yeah. understanding it correctly, chat, yeah, please yeah, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I, yeah, I wrong. think that's how it is, and yeah, in that case, the thing is, I don't think Valiant can get past the Titans just yet. But uh, again, I think I think what. The Titans did was. Uh, did you say Valiant in the finals? Yeah, he did before. Wow. Was, we get reminded. Yeah. Wow! Yeah. Way to do the math. <laughs> Way to do the math. Yeah, my bad. My bad. Unbelievable. People, people have an expectation that we've done the math. <laughs> so shock NYXL. Who wins that? Yes, guy. Oh wait, wait. We messed this up. NYXL is number one seed. Yeah. Okay. But, so, so NYXL is top. The upper oh, bracket. Valiant, Valiant is the lowest seed then, right? Going up? Yes. Yep. Valiant's so the NYXL, seed. Valiant. <sighs> and then Messing me up right here. Titan yeah. Shock. Okay. Right? They're in the finals again. <laughs> Fixed. So th- yeah, so then you have NYXL Titans. Top upper bracket? Valiant. I believe so. But there again, I've said no, no. Well, no, you say no, no, you no, no, say no. Valiant beat NYXL. I s- no. What then? A play? <laughs> okay. Valiant let's, play. Valiant let's... plays Spark. Wins them. Moves into the uh, upper bracket because they're the lowest remaining seed yes. in my bracket, right? And New York is the highest seed. Highest seed. So they would so they play, play against each other. Yes. Right. NYXL. And then Valiant. in the lower bracket. Uh, Vancouver plays yep. against the winner of Shock. Dynasty and Shock, yep. which yep. is Shock. So Titans and Shock play. I think the Titans win. I think the Valiant move past the NYXL. They I both meet in the, the finals, finals, and they're in the finals. So Valiant, I was initially right. People Titans. told me I was. <laughs> oh, man. Like, Oh, All what right. a cluster. We figured it I out. Hate, I hate that that, like, it, I always forget. I'm going to have to see, make a point to remember that. See, if we if we went after the prisoner's dilemma and have would have been a less reasonable podcast, we would have just said, ah, it doesn't matter. Let's go to the next topic. And we would have had a better product, let's be honest, other than no. exposing us as 
rational morons. Complete blockheads. Yeah. We need to make a blockheads t-shirt. That's what we need. <laughs> right? We just, they've got, so, uh, Sideshow and Golden Boy and Bren and Reinforce have the foreheads. Yeah. We'll be the blockheads. I just make big blockhead versions of ourselves. Minecraft Anyways. heads. All right. Well. That was something. Well, that was huh? an ordeal. That was an ordeal. But you know what? The timing on that was actually perfect. Because we, we got to get out of here. Okay. Uh, I'll calculate it. Refined Bean did ask if Diva was on her way to not being key in every meta. We're going to talk about that some other time. But I acknowledge your question. And we will talk yeah. about it at some point. All right. Well, and check. We yeah, go ahead. What? Just real quick, there was there was another catch, uh, question in the Crouches channel asking which teams will benefit the most from two two two. Great topic after the stage finals. Yes. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think I, I told him I go, hey, we're gonna talk about that just after the stage. Probably not the best right now. Um, Keep yeah. sending in those questions. For sure. Please do. Speaking of, uh, no new patrons this week, but if you like the show, you want to throw a cup of coffee our way every month, help us reach our next goal, help us pay for things like podcast hosting and, um, you know, Adobe, Adobe Creative Cloud and stuff like that. All that goes a ton to helping us be able to do that and improve the show. I uh, go to patreon.com slash tactical crouch. We've got a bunch of cool perks. We're going to be doing a game night soon. Would love for you to be a part of that. So go to patreon.com slash tactical crouch to be a part. Same with five-star iTunes reviews. Uh, you're like, you know what? I I just am not wanting to give you guys money. That's totally fine. I don't blame you. One second. But one way you can help is go to iTunes and leave a five-star iTunes review and leave a message. Leave a nice message. Something like, Yiska has a better hair swoop than Kick Tripod. Because he does. He, he gets this better than I do. Yeah, I don't know how he does it's, it. It's probably a lot of product. Let's be honest. I don't actually have any product in my hair right now. Isn't that weird? So anyways, uh, yeah, leave leave a message and then we can thank you on the next show. So we'd love to be able to do that. Um, that's the best way to support uh, the show as well as subscribing on Twitch. We did actually have a new subscriber, Pastodactyl, resubbed with their Prime for two months. Thank you so much for doing that. We are going... How do I get to Yiscord? Uh... Thank you, Dream. Dream just posted it in the chat. It's also discord.me slash Yiska out. You can go to that one anywhere. It's a little bit prettier of a link. Um, yeah, that's it. All right. Before we get out of here, though, uh, Joe, we're going to you. Shout outs. Where can people find you for the week? Uh, anything else you've got going on besides TFT go? Um, you can find me everywhere at Volamel. That's V-O-L-A-M-E-L. Um, what am I working on? Um, kind of thinking about maybe if Soul Dynasty was to sign a new main tank, who would they sign? Um, my guess is uh, someone kind of interesting. So uh, definitely be on the lookout for that. Working on another big feature piece. So that is. Uh, in the works that's uh being hammered out as we speak um not don't pay attention to that anytime soon just uh you know keep it on the radar um maybe in a month or two who knows uh don't rush those things but yeah uh not too much just kind of chilling uh getting back in the swing of things um and yeah just uh stay posted sweet all right yes what about you what have you got coming up this week where can people find you 
So I I'm on a one day a piece on average schedule with Upcomer. So I'll definitely um, write a ton. I starting Thursday I got vacation on the other job coming up, so I will have a ton of free time to produce content. Also leading into uh, stage four, whatnot. We'll try to get some scoops there. Then I have hopefully uh, a, an interview coming up with Sideshow on the stage playoffs. Maybe he uh, will be in instantly smarter than us. Probably will be in figuring out these uh, seedings. And then he will be hopefully oh, so be able to tell. No, actually, I, I already know I have to help him figure that out. Like, <laughs> I've, I've done a podcast with this guy. Then again, I'm not convinced he will, uh, we will get to meet each other tomorrow. So. That's also a lesson I learned. Um, other than that, big feature piece coming out on The Valiant. Had a dope interview st uh, with Mike Schwartz and Packing. And I also, from a user from uh, from Discord, have a dope piece where um, we basically look at the statistical chances that are left in this season. So, huh. pretty happy with the uh, future output. Sweet. All right, well, that's me. You can find me everywhere at Kick Tripod. I've been streaming a bit more. A lot of my Hearthstone friends are making the switch to TFT, and so we've been playing together. Um, Hearthstone pros, former and current, and so that's pretty fun. Um, I get rolled every time. But, uh, yeah, you can find that at twitch.tv slash kicktripod. I'm everywhere else at kicktripod as well, Twitter, Instagram, and youtube.com slash kicktripod. Uh, besides that, though, you can find the show everywhere. Just search for Tactical Crouch or go follow us on uh, Twitch, twitch.tv slash kicktripod. And, uh, yeah, have a good week. We'll be back next week. And uh, be good to each other, all right? <laughs>